Jesus, everyone. Hallelujah. We give the Lord praise and honor and glory this morning. I just want to thank God because he is so amazing. He is truly amazing, truly amazing. You know, sometimes it's just like you don't have the right words to say. And if you don't have the right words to say, just say hallelujah. Man, I don't know if it's this past the from the fasting on up, but it's like some days I just feel like I want to scream just how good and how wonderful and how matchless God is. And I truly, truly, truly am so grateful for the vision of the pastor for us to go through this fasting process because it was able to strip us of some things and just get us a little bit more focused and on the right track. So I just want to give honor to him this morning for following the vision of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. So as we go into our prayer, you hallelujah. Give me a second. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Forever glorified. Sister Patrice got me.
Continue to push from the Lord. Continue to put your hands together. He is alive and well. We serve the only true and living God, and his name is Jesus. He is God. There is no one beside him. There is no one compared to him. The heavens declare his glory, and the earth showeth his firmament. And we know that God is alive in us because he looked to a wretched soul like me when I was lost in sin. He decided to die, give his life, shed his own blood for my own sins. And now I am free by the power of his name because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. We give God praise for being alive. Continue to put your hands together. We're going to continue with our worship. We give God thanks for another Sunday to see our brothers and sisters because it's all about family. It is about serving the same God that is our father. He is our father. And he's our creator. And we're here to pray for those who are in needs. Of course, you already put it in the comments. So we're praying for you already. We've been praying even before you even commented because you mean so much to us who's watching across the world. And those who are present here, we give you God praise for safe travel being here. And we're going to believe God to do something towards this congregation because we are moving towards our promised land and to where God has taken us. And we believe God that this is just the beginning but where we're going, we're not going to be uh, anywhere near where we are now, which is just something that we will reflect and say, God, you have been faithful. And we're going to believe God today. Let's lift our hands. Let's pray today's service that God will move in the midst of us, Father, in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks this day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for bringing us here from those who traveled from near and far. We give you praise, oh God. Let us continue to usher worship. Let us be a sweet-smelling fragrance of worship and praise. And we're praying for the healing of those who are not present, those who are yet not here. We are praying that they are just as a part of those who are even present in this sanctuary. We thank you, God. We present ourselves as a living sacrifice before you. And so, God, we pray for the move of the Spirit. We're praying for the Word of God to be brought with power. And we're praying that, God, your people be edified. Your people be equipped to do the work of the Lord after this service. And we pray, Lord God, we continue to be continue to grow together in the fear of you. And we pray that, God, you will strengthen us. And we pray a blessing on your people, a blessing of health, a blessing of prosperity. We thank you for, God, what you're going to take us to. And we pray for four tennis court that God has given us the land. And we believe that God has done it in the spirit. We believe it's going to happen in the year. Let's just put our hands together, believing God. That he has done it already and that God has confirmed it. We pray that God will do his will in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Continue to worship the Lord today. I worship you. 
you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop. Even when
exalt his name together hallelujah for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised hallelujah we lift you high this morning hallelujah praise the name of the Lord hallelujah oh praise the name of the Lord thank you Jesus hallelujah praise the name of the Lord come on give the Lord another round of applause this morning Hallelujah. Let's lift them up this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And can we praise the Lord, everybody? Come on. Let's praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. Just point to your neighbor and say, good to see you this morning. 
Hallelujah. Point to your neighbor and say, good to see you this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord bless you. Amen. You may be seated for a few minutes this morning. Amen. 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 I don't know what's getting ready to happen, but something is getting ready to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you come with an anticipation, you don't know what God is going to do in which service. Oh, hallelujah. 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 We give you glory and honor this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your name this morning, oh God. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Our online congregation, we welcome you this morning. Amen. We pray that whatever you're doing this morning, wherever you are this morning, the Lord is moving among you this morning. Amen. We want to take this time out to greet everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to welcome everyone that is in the house of God. Thank you for sacrificing and being here this morning. And I pray that God will bless you for your effort for being here. The sacrifice that you made this morning to be here, it's not a go in vain. The Lord's going to bless you for that extra sacrifice. Amen. We commend you this morning. Amen. We all look beautiful in the house of God this morning, worshiping the Lord. Amen. In the beauty of holiness, because indeed, he is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Praise God. And everybody say it's offering time. Come on, it's offering time. Amen. We're going to invite their ushers to work their way up this morning. Praise God. Don't forget, we're still in our reach program. We just have a few more weeks to go. A few more weeks to go. I can't believe all time moved by so fast. But it almost been one year since we started our reach program. And my God, God is doing such a marvelous thing in the hour that we're living in, the time that we're living in. And if you have not yet partnered with us, if you have not yet partnered with us and you want to be a part of the miracle that God is about to work for us, this building is 17,000 square footage. We're going to have more than enough room for everyone, for God to have his way in the service. And we want you to be a partner with us. Amen. We just need $125,000 more to conclude this building, to finalize the deal. And we just have a few more weeks. And we know by the help of God, with the mercy of God, God is going to see us through. Amen. We're serving a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we ask our thing. Amen. Amen. So if you want to be partnered with us, feel free to see one of our leaders. We will direct you. Amen. So I'm going to invite you to stand if you can. Amen. As we continue to worship the Lord, there are four ways to give, as you can see on the screen above. If you can, join, uh, you know, off, off and on. Pay attention to the screen. There is a lot of advertisement and uh, different things going on to keep you up to date. Amen. It kind of repeats itself, so you can always make your notes. Um, look on the screen. Just have to catch up with everything that's going on. Uh, you can see Sister Patrice, if you want to pay electronic. We have two ushers in the front. Amen. Now, if you want to give, uh, there's four ways you can give. Let's just bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for your spirit that we're feeling this place this morning, oh God. 
You've truly blessed us in this place this morning, oh God. And truly, Lord, we continue, oh God, ushering your presence in this place as we're about to receive this morning's offering. We ask your blessing upon every giver, oh God. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way that they too can be a blessing in your kingdom. We give you all the glory, Lord God. We lift your name high this morning, Lord God. Let your will be done in this place this morning as we honor you, as we give you all the glory and all the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said amen. amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah.
church, the Holy Ghost is in this place. 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 The Almighty God is in this place. I can feel him in my hands. I can feel him in my feet. I can feel him in my heart. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with all your might. Hallelujah. 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 We praise you, oh great God. Woo. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, people of God. We got somebody sick in the body right now. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Touch his leg, touch his body. By your stripe, Lord Jesus. By your stripe, Lord Jesus. By your stripe, Lord Jesus. Let him receive healing right now, Lord. Oh, God, healing from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Let the healing power of God flow freely in his body. Be ye healed and be made whole in Jesus' name. Come on, give God some praise. Give the Lord some praise. He's worthy of the praise. Woo. The Lord is in this house. Surely the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Church, I got to tell you, God is doing something great. And if you are associated with this church, he's doing something great in this church. He's doing something great in this church across the nation and around the globe. But he is doing something specific in this church. And if you're connected here, you need to thank God that you're a part of the plan of God. Show the building one more time. We are in transition. Somebody said we're in transition. We've been here for eight years. We've been in this fire station. Eight years God sent us to come to this fire station, and he's ready to transition us to the next place. Yesterday, I went by the, by the building because we're trying to get some work done already. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking ahead, so we're not just trying to catch up. But that building, we're in the process of purchasing that building. That building is right here in Hamilton, just four and a half minutes up the road. And I went by there yesterday to show some builders some things that I would like for them to take a look at and give us some kind of estimate. And when I went there... A bunch of cars was in the parking lot. I mean, a whole bunch of cars. You know why? Because part of this building is being used as a ballet studio. And when I walked and I saw all the little kids running around and I saw the, 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 the families bringing their children to ballet, I just smiled. I said, Lord, look at all the souls. 
Look at all the souls that you have placed us in a place where we can minister to souls. This is not a coincidence that God has given us a building where we will have tenants that are, that, that are you know, doing what they do, that they are able to be exposed to the one and true and living God. And we're going to be there in a little bit, and we're going to be able to love them and minister to them and help their life be more rich and fulfilled because we'll introduce them to Jesus Christ. And so in a few months, we will be in that building, and I just thought it was so wonderful to see all the souls of all the families that were there yesterday, and we're going to be there in a little bit. So because of that, I'm telling you, just by being connected to this congregation you'll feel a little uncomfortableness at times. You will feel like there's some things going on around you that, that, that can mess with your thinking, mess with what's going on, because the devil always try to nullify your blessings. And because the Lord is blessing you, the devil will try to get you to nullify your blessings. And so he tries to throw things at you to make you focus on Things that are not important, things that are not significant. The devil allow you to focus on, he tries to get you to focus on those things so you will miss the blessing that God has in store for you. But hear me clearly, no matter what's going on in your life, right now is not the time to let anything get you off track. I know that life happens. I know that challenges come about. But don't let anything get your focus, your central focus off Jesus. You said, I know this is going on. I know that's going on. But I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart. I won't lean to my own understanding. I will acknowledge him in all my ways that he can direct my path. I will not be sucked in by what the devil is trying to do. As long as you live for God, the devil will try to come at you. But I told him this morning at the 9 a.m. service, the devil serves under the authority of Almighty God. Don't you let the devil tell you he's got power over you. If you submit under the authority of God, the devil serves under God's authority. So he's under you. The Bible says he's under your feet. How can the devil be under your feet? Because Jesus Christ is the head of the body and we are the body. And so guess what? Everything is under don't you let him trip you up. Don't you let him get you off track because God is up to doing something great in your life. You're going to be used by God to be a blessing to so many people. And the devil knows it. He's trying to mess with your life. So all of you that are experiencing little things here and there, not major, but little things here and there trying to spring up, just say, okay, God, okay, I know what's going on. Our church is in revival. Our church is on the move. We're in transition. We're going to be in a place where we're going to be able to influence many and the devil is trying to stop that, but he cannot stop it. He cannot stop what God is going to use you to do. He can't do it. Be encouraged this morning. I welcome you to Christ Center Church. As you can see, we were already live and moving and just doing what God wants us to do. His presence is certainly here. This morning, we have a congregation here, and we have a congregation online. And, and I'm so thankful for what God is doing in, in this place, in, uh, in our congregation online, I prayed last night at our 630 corporate prayer. I prayed and asked God to move mightily on the people that are online, that they will experience his presence and his power right where they are. So we're con continuing to believe that, that God will move on those that are viewing the service online. I want to say to the Brantley family, uh, Paul and Deborah Brantley, they've been faithful there um, in Long Island, New York. And they've been faithful, faithful part of this.
this church, even though they're not here physically, they're always a part. And I want to say to them, happy anniversary. They're celebrating one of their, they're celebrating their anniversary today. And we say happy anniversary to them. We love them and we appreciate them. And um, they're always in our prayers and we're always thinking about them. And so we thank God for them. For those of you that are a guest today, listen to me carefully. If you're a guest today, I prayed for you last night. You're not here by coincidence. You're not here because you decided you wanted to come this morning. You're here because this is a divine mandate by God that you would be here today. He might use somebody to get you here, but you're not here because you came. You're here because God touched your mind. You're here because God touched your heart and he got you here this morning. I prayed for you last night. Specifically, I prayed for you last night. So I know before you leave here today, God's going to do something special in your life. We prayed for you last night. We were here at 630 last night praying for you. And you're here this morning. We welcome you to Christ Center Church. I have some names here with me. Mr. Ron Morris. Where's Mr. Ron Morris? Here you go, Mr. Ron Morris. A, a guest of Brother Josh and Brother Tom. We're so grateful that you came to be with us this morning. And Stennett and Marjorie, where are you? Amen. Hallelujah. We welcome you to Christ Center Church. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking. And I'm, I don't see a home church right here. I don't see it. You're from Ewing, New Jersey. Amen. And so guess what? I want you to think about becoming a part of this church if you don't have a church home. And we welcome you this morning. Thank you for being here. Amen. I don't see, um, how, how did you find us? Okay. Oh, get out. Okay. You moved to this area? Oh, do I need to call Brother Garrett? That's my man. Do I need to call him and tell him you, you found your new church? I, I, I got him right in my phone. Do I need to call him? <laughs> well, you in the right church. Brother Garrett likes street ministry. We do street ministry. You, you got in the right place. You just hang on tight and just know you're in the right place. Call Brother Garrett and let him know. <laughs> Get him on face, Facebook and tell him that, that, that we, we, we have some great people with us. <laughs> We're so glad that you're here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Where you met her? Yes. Listen, she's a part of this church. That's what we, that's, that's how our mind works. That's why I told you it's not coincidence. God loves you. It's not a coincidence. He didn't want you to go to any place else but what you can relate to. Oh, oh that's just wonderful. Thank you for being here. We're so glad that you're here. You are in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I got I to gotta tease Brother Garrett. I'm going to text him and mess with him later on today. <laughs> and Julie, where's Julie? Hey, man, Julie. How are you, Julie? Good. Nice to have you, Julie. I want to let you know that we're glad that you're here this morning. And as I said, you are here by divine mandate from God. God wanted you to be here this morning. We welcome you to Christ Center Church. And if you don't have a church home of your own, just, just think about being here. Amen. Thank you for coming. And we pray and hope that God will bless you and this will be a blessing to you today because God has certainly been good to us. Amen. We welcome all of our guests today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
couple of quick announcements before I get into the Word of God. We have an online Bible college, a virtual Bible college that's called CSTI, Christian Service Training Institute. The, um, the home campus is in San Diego, California, Chula Vista. And so um, we're a part of that, and we run a satellite campus. And so we do all of our classes online, virtually. And we do them on Sundays from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., 5.30, 6 p.m. And so you can learn so much about the Word of God. Um, very cheap, almost nothing for what you're getting. Um, it runs from uh, today all the way through the second week in uh, June. We have different holidays off, but it's a wonderful experience. Uh, we do it via Zoom, and it's just great. You learn the Word of God. You can grow in the Word of God. And so we start today. If you would like to join in, please see us. Brother Tom, raise your hand. Brother Tom is our administrator. So if you want to know more about CSDI, see Brother Tom. Brother Tom will explain to you and give you the link for you to join in. And we look forward to you joining. So today at 3 p.m. CSDI kickoff. Also, we start back up our Sunday school, our Christ-centered life series. We start Sunday school back up. And the kids start out first, which is tomorrow, Monday. They have Monday school instead of Sunday school, but it's still Sunday school. And so they start off tomorrow at 7 p.m. via Zoom. These are the things that we started doing um, during pandemic and has worked out where we can have Sunday school via Zoom. And so the kids start tomorrow at 7 p.m. If you need the link, see Sister Patrice. She's over here on the AV, and she will give you the information for the link for the kids to join for Sunday school tomorrow. And so that's at 7 p.m. Also, um, the um, adult Sunday school starts next Saturday at 11 a.m., and so we want for you to join up and, and, and get um, with our Sunday school for the, for the adults, and that's 11 a.m. on Saturdays, and if you need that link, see Sister Patrice as well. This Tuesday night, this Tuesday night at 7 p.m., this Tuesday night at 7 p.m., we are having what we call a family Zoom meeting. It's for the whole church family. By now, you know we have two services, one at 9 a.m. and one at 10.30 because everyone can't fit at the one service. And so when we do our Zoom family meeting, we get to see everyone. Please see Sister Patrice again over here on audiovisual for the Zoom link. I need everyone who is available tomorrow, Tuesday, to tune in at 7 p.m. Why is that? We're getting ready to roll out two new ministries, and you want to know about it. This is your church, and you want to know what your church is doing. And so we're rolling out two new ministries, or well, one new and one we're tweaking. And so we want you to know about it. So Tuesday, get the Zoom link and log on at 7 p.m. this Tuesday, and we will tell you what we're up to. One, one, one is what we're going to um, do is we're going to roll out our um, um, uh Connect groups. We're going to roll out connect groups. I'll tell you more about it when you log on Tuesday at 7 p.m. We're going to roll out connect groups. We're going to do it in a special way that's going to be a blessing to all of us. And so we want you to understand how that will all come together. And two, our um, prayer that we have at 5 a.m., our spiritual journey prayer that we do at 5 a.m. every morning, we're going to tweak that a little bit to to hopefully make it more engaging and more effective. So we want you to log in to our Zoom uh, um, line and link, and so you can learn about it on Tuesday, and that way we can always be on one accord. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Any questions, come and see me after church or see one of our ministers or leaders, and we can point you in the right direction, give you more information 
on what is going on in this church. Amen. We thank God for what he's doing. Again, we welcome all of you, and we're so glad that you're here today. And we hope that you have been already blessed and that before you leave, you will be even more blessed. If you will stand with me, we're going to go right into the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 12, verse number 22. You can look on the screen. Amen. And um, we're going to get into the word of God. Today is 9-11, 21 years ago. Uh, we were attacked and hey, we came under fire, but we're still here. We're still standing as a people. We thank God for all those who gave their life. Uh, we thank God for their family and we're praying for their family in remembering, um, you know, the, the firemen, all the first um, responders and, and, and our, uh, everyone that did all that they could to make everything possible and that we're here today still. We're still living in the greatest country in the whole world. No place is perfect, but this is still the greatest country in the world. And we thank God for it. Thank God for what he's doing. And so keep uh, our, our, the families of our first responder who lost loved ones in 9-11. Keep them in your prayer. Uh, remember when 9-11 took place and even the pandemic and so many other things. Um, whenever these things take place, we normally become a lot more sensitive to God and spiritual things and and unfortunately, it only lasts for a little bit. After we feel like we're being normalized again, we kind of stop thinking about those things. But we know as children of God that we need to keep God at the center and the forefront of our mind. And so just remember that as we remember those uh, families that lost loved ones. And some of us have connection with people that we lost uh, uh, during 9-11. Amen. Also, um, for some of you, uh, today is the first Sunday of football. I talked bad about you this morning, Brother D. I talked about Daryl this morning. I told Naya, I said, you might think Daryl is mean when he's leaving service today. Because he's going to make a, a, a left turn out of here so quick that if you try to talk to him, you won't get to him. And you're going to say, why is this guy not talking to me? And I said, because his Eagles jersey is laid out on the couch, his Eagles socks is laid out, and, you know, he's ready to go, go Eagles. So when he get out of here, he doesn't want to think about anything but his Eagles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So all of you that are football fans, I know you're going to enjoy football today, but I want to get the word of God into your heart and into your mind that God will do what he needs to do. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Again, we welcome all of you. Luke chapter 12, verse number 22. Amen. Let, read, let, you know, if you could, would you read along with me? I try to get the 9 a.m. to read along. They didn't seem like they wanted to read this morning. But you all look like you're alive and well and ready to read. You want to read with me this morning? I would like for you to read with me. I would really enjoy that if you read with me. Luke chapter 12, verse 22. You ready to read? Let's read together. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than remnant. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you with taken thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do the thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. 
they toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast in the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I want to talk to you on this topic this morning, a royal inheritance. A royal inheritance. It's interesting to me how the Lord put this topic on my heart to minister to you uh, on, a, on, on the week. I guess it's not the week anymore, but you know what I'm saying. The, 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 the time of when uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away and now here we are today. We're talking about, you know, the, 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 the British kingdom. And, and, and But today we want to talk about a royal inheritance and we want God to help us. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your presence. And, oh, God, I pray that you will allow me to be your instrument, your oracle. Place me in the flow of your spirit. And I pray for the hearts of your people that it will be open and receptive to your word. Lord God, help us today to not just be hearers only of your word, but we will become doers of the word of God as well. I pray, Father, for those who need a miracle this morning, that you will do a miracle for them. I pray, Lord God, for those who need healing, that you will heal them. For those who need deliverance, that you will deliver them. For those who need to be saved, to be born again, that today will be their day where they will surrender all and obey the plan of God for their life. I pray, Father, that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out of your spirit today that all the power and the glory of God will overshadow us and we will leave here changed today. We thank you for all these things as we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Can everyone say amen? amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. A royal inheritance. A royal inheritance. When Jesus said to his disciples, take no thought, Jesus said, take no thought. He was referring or he meant do not worry. When he says take no thought, he is saying do not worry. Help me somebody. Don't you worry about your life. <laughs> Don't you worry about what you will eat or what you will wear because your heavenly father know what you have need of. So don't you worry about what you need to eat. Don't you worry about what you need to drink and how life should be. He is saying, don't you worry because I know what you have need of. I always think about when we have children that are young and we're, and, and we're raising them up. 
before they understand what they have need of, before they come to the knowledge of knowing what they have need of, guess what? Who knows what they have need of? The parents know what they have. As a matter of fact, you think about it from this standpoint. Shauna, before uh, Jackson came into this world, when you found out you were pregnant, you all started planning for Jackson. I remember that you all were getting ready. You know, Ethan didn't know what to do with setting up crib, and he, he wasn't a handyman, but he learned how to become a handyman, right? And so you planned for Jackson. IJ was coming, and you all ain't never had no kid before, and so here come a kid, and you were planning. You knew what IJ would need. You knew what Jackson would need before he even got here. So why don't we give God the same credit as we, you know, you know, think about us. So limited. We need God and we know what our child needed. We're limited. And we know what our child need even before they come into this world. And so we have to stop for a moment sometimes and not allow the cares of this life to consume us so much that we're not thinking about our heavenly father that he knows what we have need of and so even the least of things he knows what we have need of if we would just trust him he will provide for us if we would just trust him he will supply for us just like you took care of your baby just like you was able to prepare for your baby everything that that baby needed before that baby knew you bought clothes you bought shoes you knew what to feed the baby. You know what to put on the baby. You know, knew how to care for the baby. You knew that. And you are so limited. What do you think God thinks about you and me? Well, how do you think God sees us when he says, I am your heavenly father? We are nothing in comparison with almighty God. But we know how to take care of our children when they're little. So how much more will God know how to take care of you and me? He says not to worry about these things. Another word for worrying is anxious. Don't be anxious about the things of your life. Don't be anxious about what you will wear. Don't be anxious. Mm, help me, Holy Ghost. When Adam and Eve were created in the garden, they didn't need a thing. They came into the garden not needing a thing. Adam was there first, then here come Eve. And even when they did not obey God, God still provided for them. Mm -hmm. He dressed them. He provided for them. He gave them health and strength. He gave them all that they need when they first came on the scene, even though they didn't understand all that God was doing in their life. Remember, when Adam and Eve came in the garden, when they, when they started you know, living in the garden, they sinned. They sinned against God. And they decide, oh my goodness, now that we know that we're naked, let's get some clothes on us. Because now that we know we're naked, we got to cover up. And how did they cover up? They used fig leaves to cover up. But God says, that's not suffice. So now think about it. Take no thought for your life. Uh-huh, uh-huh what you may wear or what you may eat. When we came to this life, came into this world, Adam and Eve, our first creative being that existed, they didn't have to worry about food. They didn't have to worry about what they were going to drink. And they didn't have to worry about what they were going to wear. And when they decided that they wanted to wear whatever they wanted to wear, God said, uh-uh, I'll dress you. 
And now we travel all the way to Luke. And God is still telling us the same thing. Take no thought for your life. Don't worry about what you need to eat. Don't worry about what you need to drink. Don't worry about what you need to do. I got you. Because your heavenly father know what you have need of. Your heavenly father know what you have need. Don't be anxious. Worrying and anxiety gives us a false view on life. You hear me? Worrying and anxiety gives you a false view on life. When you're worrying all the time, when you're anxious all the time about it, you will have a false outlook on life and a false outlook on who God is. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. We get so worried about the means that we forget about the ends, that God is the one that provides, that God is the one that will take care of us, that God is the source of everything. And we get so concerned about the means to right now, how do I get to move forward? How do I get this done? How do I get this? And God is saying, have you forgotten about me? If God feed the birds, he will certainly, surely feed his children <laughs> if he beautifies the plant that grow up one day and are cut down the next day surely he will clothe his people mm -hmm. the problem is not that God's power is limited or God will not take care of us our issue is we doubt God we are not trusting God as our father Shauna, Ethan, Isaiah, Crystal, when you bring your kids to church, they know some of us, they connect with some of us, but they know you. They know you. When they see your face, it's a different response because they know you feed them. They know you take care of them. They know you're always, for the, always there with them. That's all of us that's raising children. They, they look to you to take care of them. They look to you. They trust you more than anybody else. Well, I'm here to ask you this morning, do you understand that Almighty God is your Heavenly Father? And if he is your Heavenly Father, do you trust him more than anybody else? Woo! You're supposed to trust the almighty God. And here is how we don't become hypocrites. We know that our children trust us more than anything else. And if that's true, what are we doing as God's children? What are we doing as God's children? Because our children trust us more than anybody else. And so it is in the natural, so it should be in the spiritual. Or so it is in the spiritual, it is in the natural. Worrying and anxiety keeps us from growing in Christ. It makes us like the unsaved world. When you worry and you have anxiety, you are no different than those who are unsaved. You see, those who are unsaved, they don't have any place to turn. They have to fend for themselves. They have to make it happen on their own. But you that are the children of God, you don't have to fend for yourselves. You don't have to make it happen. All you got to do is look to your daddy and say, Daddy, you know my situation. Oh, Daddy, you know what I need. You have help. You have support. You have aid when you are living for God. You have a place to turn when you're living for God. But the world don't have a place to turn because they are not acknowledging God as their father. Worrying 
is unchristian. Worrying is unchristian. Worrying is sin. There's a scripture that says whatever is not of faith is sin. And when you're worrying, that's not of faith. That's doubting. And doubting is a sin. And when we worry, God calls that a sin. And so I'm here to tell you today, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm here to help you to realize, don't you worry about what you may eat. Don't you worry about what you will wear. Don't you worry about your life because God certainly will take care of your life. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like he's working. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like he's taking care of you. But God is right. Righteous and God is holy and he can't do wrong. He can't mistreat you. He cannot turn his back on you. He cannot forsake you. God loves you and he's your father and he will take care of you. If you, the scripture says, if you that are evil give good gifts to your children, how much more? God is just... You know, sometimes if you listen to the word, you get a little bit offended. But understand this about the word of God. He always gives you both sides. Don't just stay in the part of the word of God that offends you and make you feel terrible. God will tell you something that, 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 that convicts your heart, that reveals to you what's wrong so you can do right. And so he starts out by saying, if you being evil, give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give good gifts to you? So he's letting you know you're doing the best you can in what you think is good, and you ain't all the way right. But me, I'm holy. But me, I'm righteous. Me, I'm truth. How much more you think I'm going to do for you? And so God is trying to get us to understand that he's our heavenly father, and he will take good care of us. Listen to me. How can we witness to the lost world and encourage them to put their trust in the Lord Jesus if we ourselves are doubting and worrying? You see why worrying and anxiety is not good? Because we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be his vessels and instrument that he works through to be a blessing to the world and to be a witness unto our world. And so if we that are supposed to be the children of God, if we're worrying, if we're doubting, if we are concerned about everything else, how are we going to be effective witnesses? How are we going to be able to tell people about our God if we are not acknowledging our God? So that's why we can't worry. That's why we can't have anxiety. This is why we can't, you know, just get concerned about things because we have to trust and know that God will take care of us. The Lord Jesus knows our needs so we can trust him to meet them. He knows what you have need of even before you know you have need of them. Listen to me. The Lord's pleasure and our treasure must go together. The Lord's pleasure and our treasures must go together. What does that mean, preacher? Whatever is the Lord's pleasure must be a treasure to you. Whatever is the Lord's pleasure must be a treasure to you. What would that be, preacher? 
the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the Lord's pleasure. So that should be a treasure to you. You want to know what else is the Lord's pleasure? You and me are the Lord's pleasure. So we must make it treasure. We must treasure one another. Come on, church, wake up. We, we got to treasure one another because that's the Lord's pleasure. We got to love and care for one another because that's the Lord's pleasure. Whatever the Lord takes pleasure in, we need to treasure it. And so we got to stop and refocus and say, God, am I taking, making treasure things that are not important? Or am I making my treasure the things that are important? And the kingdom of God is important and people that God created are important. And we must make those things our treasure. Not gold, not silver. Listen. We've been saying for over a year, we're trying to raise however much that building costs, $1.69 million. We've been trying to raise that for over a year. We've been saying it. And we know sometimes people get tired of us saying it. But that's just our responsibility as the leaders of God's, you know, congregation. We have to uh, tell what the need is so the people can be blessed. Because we never, we don't realize that this world designed the stock market. And different ways of earning to bless you. I can't say bless. This world designed its financial system so you can have money to continue to live. There's a, there's, a, there's a system, a financial system in our world that is used for us to financially be blessed. God's financial system in, in the kingdom for us to be blessed is that we support his kingdom. I got 401k. Some of you got 401k. Some of you have pension plan. We've got all kind of things that we give to for investment, for retirement. That's our financial system. God's financial system, give to the kingdom. You never stop to think about that, huh? That's his financial system. So you can trust the financial system of the world more than the financial system of God. See where it gets you. I told you. In the pandemic, dead smack middle pandemic, my wife and I got a raise. Dead smack in the pandemic, wife and I got a raise. Lord know we was going to the building and we need to give a little bit more. So he gave us a raise. We better give. <laughs> we, we better. <laughs> That's why I didn't, I didn't sweat one bit to go get that $50,000 out of the bank and say, here you go. I, I didn't lose sleep. I, as a matter of fact, I had never gave $50,000 to nothing in my life. Never gave $50,000 to nothing in my life, and I gave it with joy. I got, the check came in. I said, whoo, give this to the kingdom, 50 Gs. Man, I'm, I'm still excited thinking about that. I, I, you know, and, and that's after I gave my pledge. I, I, I made a pledge of over $10,000. And I gave that pledge. And I said, this is still not working. So I said, let me dig a little deeper. Went and got 50000 And I'm excited about that. That ain't to brag. I'm just happy. I just want to please God. I just want to do what God want me to do because I realize all of life.
life is in his hand. Our future is in the hands of the Lord. Our future is not in this world. And so you need to understand that we need to store up treasures in heaven. Store up treasures in heaven. Woo, yes, IJ, treasures in heaven. Listen, I know we all have busy lives. And I know that we have things that is necessary that we must do. Mm -hmm. And I know that what we do is not always worrying about what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, and to worry about our life. I get that. And God certainly knows all of us are not always caught up in that. However, the point is this. We have to make sure that we let, we trust in God for the little things. A lot of times we're trying to do what we can on our own, but we need to trust God for the little things. And we need to focus more on the eternal things. The Bible says to, 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 to look not on the things that are unseen, but to look to the, to the things that are unseen. The things that are unseen, they are eternal, but the things that are seen, they're temporal. No amount of thinking will add any time to your life. That's what that scripture says. So you can work your magic. You can do all that you want to do. You can add another hour to your life. I said this morning, there's 24 hours in a day. Can you get 25 out of it? Try getting 25 hours. Everybody else running on 24. You get 25. Let's see what we can do with that. We can't. And God is showing us that if you can't make the day extend one more hour, why are you worrying about things that you can't even begin to imagine? Uh-huh. The other day, Saturday, I walked into the, the building, and I get so overwhelmed when I walk in there. I get nervous. I get overwhelmed. Just telling you, because it's so, it's such a great blessing that when you walk in and you do like this, you're saying, God, you're really entrusting us with this? And every once in a while, you got to say, is this really legit, Lord? Is this really happening? I'm just telling you. I, I just got to be real with you. When I looked yesterday, I looked around, and the, and the folks that's given us the estimate, they look around, and they said, what is this going to be? I said, it's going to be a church. They said, this is going to be a big church. And I'm saying, yeah, you're right. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because, because walking in it and living in the miracle, you're just like, it's just overwhelming. You're just like, oh, my goodness. And so, you just know only God can do that. What I heard Brother Weber say, if what you are expecting and asking God to do, if you can do it, then it ain't from God. Brother Weber gave us that a few years ago. He said, if what you're trying to, if, if your vision and what you're trying to accomplish is something that you can handle, then that's not from God, that's from you. But if what you are getting or you're experiencing, you can't handle, you can't fathom, and you don't understand it, then that's from God. And every time I set foot in that building, I said, I don't know how this is going to work, God. I don't know how to, are you really going to keep us? Are you really giving us this building? Are you really allowing us to do Because it's so overwhelming. And when I walked in that parking lot yesterday and I saw all the cars and all the kids and all the little girls running around in their ballet stuff, I'm like, really, God? I was overwhelmed. I said, God, you are amazing because this is not what we could have imagined. 
As a matter of fact, I think some people probably stop and says, why y'all getting such a big place? I don't know. Ask God that. Don't ask me why we getting such a big place. Ask God that because we've been looking for a place for a long time. And everywhere we go, because we have been praying this prayer, Lord, shut the door if it ain't of you. And we have looked so many places in here. You know, we have gotten excited in a few places. Door shut. <laughs> we, went, we went and looked at the old bank. We, we was like, oh, the bank, right in our price range. Because the bank was like 500 or something thousand. Now we're like, yeah, price range. We went and looked in the bank. We're like, that ain't for us. Then there was a place in Lawrenceville on Quaker Ridge Road, Lawrenceville. It was only, you can cross the line from Hamilton to Lawrenceville. And we went to Lawrenceville, and that place was nice. We was, we was walking around. We took pictures. Woo, this is it. Whoop, shut the door. And this place right here, the Lord made us know that was ours. And you know when the Lord tells you something every once in a while, you kind of, ah, is that you, Lord, or is that me? And so when we reached out to the realtor for this place, they told me, sorry, Wayne, but um, somebody else already bid on the place. That's what they said. Now, just think about this. God tells you, reach out to them because that's the place. And when you reach out to them and they tell you, sorry, we've already got somebody. It's just like when we started church in the fire station. God is showing me something. When we started church in the fire station, I went to the chief. The Lord told me to go talk to the chief. I went to the chief. I said, I want to start a Bible study here. And then eventually, you know, we want to have church services. And I'm still thinking, is that you, God? He says, oh, Reverend, how are you? I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He says, um, well, let me see. What day were you thinking? I said, well, I need um, Thursdays. I want to teach Bible studies on Thursdays. And probably in about September time, we'll get into church service on Sundays. He said, well, Sunday shouldn't be a problem. But, of course, we don't need Sunday right now because I don't have anybody. It's me and my family and a couple people. And so I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. So he said, well, let me check if Thursday is available. He checked. Thursday wasn't available. So in my mind, okay, well, God, you didn't call me to start no church. I'm good. Let me just go back to my church. I'm cool. No problem. Because I don't need no responsibility. I'm good. I like I like to support my past. I don't mind doing that. The, 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 the chief said, well, well, hold on one second there, Reverend. He dialed the people that was using the, the, this building on a Thursday. Dial, hey, the chief Tazi here. Listen, I want to know if you guys are still using the building on a Thursday. They said, no, as a matter of fact, can you change it to Mondays? I said, oh, I really did hear from God. <laughs> right? So. So, so that's what happened, right? And so we started having Bible studies on Thursdays and then eventually um, um, service on, on Sundays. And so I realized that. And so it brings me back to this place now that we, Lord, repeat the same thing again. I reach out to the people. Hey, we're interested in the, in the property there. Oh, I'm so sorry, but someone already have a bid in. Well, I had that little thing in me saying, that was the Lord that told me to do this. I didn't do this on my own. So I said to the realtor, if those people offer and what they're doing fall through, can you put us next in line? Okay. She just said it kind of like, all right. I said, please. And so that's what she did. I called her up in a week. I said, how is it going? Did those people buy the building yet? She says, as a matter of fact, not yet. I said, just keep us in line. Call back two weeks. 
Ah, not yet. I said, I said, what's going on? She said, I don't know. They're trying to get financing, Wayne. I said, all right. And so I called back in a month. She said, you know what, Wayne? I'm going to talk to the owner. And I'm going to tell the owner that he needs to move on from those people. I said, okay. Remember, we're next in line. And so she called me and says, hey, Wayne. I said, what's up, Jamie? She said, the owner want to make the offer to you and your church. Here we go again. I said, Lord, I thought I just got, I thought we got over and we didn't have to do nothing. Here we go. And so we're there. It took us, so now we had to go through getting approved by the township because that place was not zoned for church service. We had to go through all of that. The township approved us. Not one people voted against us. All good. Now it's time for the purchase. We need $1.6 million. We've been trying to get banks all day, every day. We went to almost every bank, every financial institution that claimed they lent to church. And all of them said no. And so one day I'm sitting down, the Lord says, all right, call this bank. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I called this bank. They said, oh, I'll call you back. We'll call you back in about 15 minutes. The person that's responsible for commercial lending, they're not available right now. 15 minutes, person called back. And in two weeks, that person worked with us. And approved us, gave us a commitment letter for $1.27 million to buy the building. We still need a little bit more money. But after God has brought me and us to this place, I'm not worrying about it. I'm not worrying about it. If you want to be a part of it and you want to be blessed, jump in. Because this is God's way of blessing you. If you don't want to, it's okay. God's going to open the door no matter what. Because he don't bring you this far and then say, oh, I can't, I can't finish it. Whatever God starts, <laughs> he'll start. The, as a matter of fact, God is so strategic. You know what he does? He finished it and then goes to the beginning and says, okay, let's start this thing. <laughs> Did you know that? He, he finished it and it's done. Then he goes to the beginning and says, hey, you ready? Let's start this thing. Already the ending is already done. Heaven is already ready for you. Your salvation already ready for you. And he says, come on now, let's start this thing. But it's already done. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. It is better to let God reign and accept the conditions which is his wisdom he assigns. Let God have his way in your life. If we will see the Lord Jesus as our heavenly father, we will understand him better and trust him more. We just got to see God as our heavenly father and we will see and understand him better and know him better because we trust him. But you got to make him your father. Listen, you can be a son or a daughter and ignore your daddy. You can be a son and a daughter and, and, and don't treat your father right. Now, according to the Bible, can I tell you this? Even if your father wasn't good to you, you still need to treat him right. Even if you feel like your father mistreated you, you still need to treat him right and respect him. Don't get quiet. That's for somebody. 
Don't be mad at your dad. I always say, we don't know why people make the decisions that they do. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. You have no idea what they've gone through. You have no idea what has happened to them. You have no idea how their mind works and when they went through what they went through, why they're doing this. You have no idea. There is never a reason to abandon your children. I get that. But I'm saying you still need to love your daddy and respect him no matter what. Y'all got quiet on me. All right, you ready for this? You don't want to do it? Everything God tells us to do, Brother D, it has an attachment of us benefiting from it. And we don't even understand. So the Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your mother and your father. Why? So you can have long life on the earth. You don't respect your parents because you felt like they did you wrong. Your life will be cut short. You can't get around God's word. If we don't obey our parents, our life will be cut short. If we don't treat them right, our life will be cut short. So it doesn't matter what they did. Respect them and treat them righteous. As a matter of fact, we're supposed to be trying to win the loss. Ooh, let me stay right there. We can't be trying to tell people and being no witness. This is going to help somebody today. We cannot... Try to be a witness to strangers and people we work with when our own relatives are sinners and need to be saved and we're not witnessing to them. Don't be mad. Listen, they're sinners. You don't know who the person is that you're witnessing to that you think is supposed to be. They need to get the word. Do you know what they have done? Do you know what that person has done that you're witnessing to? Do you know everything about them? No. So why would you just disregard your father? Why would you disregard, disregard your mother? Why would you dis, disregard people that, that you feel like are guardians to you that didn't treat you right? I don't care if they have molested you. All right, God, why are you going, 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 have me going down this road? Help me, Holy Ghost. Forgive them. Forgive them. Hear me, church. Whoever you are this morning. Forgive the people that have mistreated you, that have molested you, that have done you wrong. Please forgive them. It's not for them. It's for you. Yes, if you forgive them, it might even just deliver them. Yes, if you will show them the love of God, it will tell them how God has transformed your life. It will let them see that God is real. Don't hold on to what they have done. Don't be bitter. Be free from what they have done to you. And don't let that hold you hostage and in bondage. Be free. Be free. Don't let them hold you hostage. I know what they did to you was wrong. I know how they treated you was wrong. But you need to be free. And today you need to let it go and say, God, I forgive them. God, I am not going to hold anything against them. God, I want my heart to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free. Don't matter who they are. It doesn't matter how they treated you. We don't have the right because, again, whoever you're talking to about Jesus you don't know what they have done to their children. You don't know how they have treated other people, but you're talking to them about Jesus. Not because you know what your parents have done, however they have done you, your guardian. Don't, don't treat them wrong. Listen, if we will see the Lord Jesus as our heavenly father, we would understand him better and trust him more. 
The Lord Jesus is the father of all because he is the creator of all things. He is solely responsible for the existence of all things, which includes humans. That makes him our father no matter what. But it still comes back to will you submit to your father or will you disregard your father? Will you submit to your father or will you ignore your father? Will you love your father or will you just just stay away from your father because almighty God is your father and he loves you. But it depends on what you decide to do is how you will function in the family. Listen, Colossians 1 and 15 says this. Watch this in Colossians 1 and 15. It says, who is the image of the invisible God? Who is the image of the invisible God? Let me just show you, give you a quick Bible lesson real quick. Who is the image of the invisible God? It means God from the very beginning was invisible. But he has an image. An image means something you can see. So God was once invisible and then he became visible. God was once invisible and then he became visible. Jesus is God visible. When God was invisible, you couldn't see him and he didn't reveal his name to you. But after a while, the Bible says, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. God, the only way you can be legal on the earth is to be a human. This is the reason why you have authority over demons, because they are illegal. If you're in this world, you're supposed to be a human. And if you're not, you're illegal. And those who have the right to be here has authority over you. <laughs> so let's go back. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Watch this. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Now let me stop right there. It's saying that all things were created by Jesus. If you go back to the book of Genesis, what does Genesis says? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So now my question to you is, if God created the heavens and the earth, who is this person that's creating everything in Colossians? Just, just asking the question. If God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, if God created back then, who are we reading about in Colossians chapter 1 that it says by him were something? So how is he creating all things but in the beginning God created? Can somebody negotiate that so it makes sense for me? You won't make sense of it. The only thing that makes sense was this Jesus was the same God that was creating. He just hadn't revealed himself back then. He was doing business as spirit. And then later on, he became human. Flesh manifests himself. And now he did things physically and spiritually as opposed to now you can see him back then you couldn't. Did you get that? As a matter of fact, when you understand that, you have obtained faith. Because faith is not believing. Supposed to be preaching this, uh, 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 a royal inheritance. Faith is not believing. Faith is knowing. 
You can believe anything you want. You can believe a lie. There are many people that's believing a lie right now. But when you come to know who Jesus is, that he is God manifest in flesh and that he's the almighty God, savior of the world. When you come to understand that you have obtained the knowledge for everything. Because what, why you say that, preacher? Brother Izzy, once you understand that almighty God who was invisible can become visible and he did it by going through the birth process. He did it legally, went through everything that all of us go through, and he became a man. If he can do that, tell me what he can't do. So when you have obtained the knowledge of who God is, you have obtained faith. Believing is not faith because we can believe anything we want. Now that I've challenged your, the, your, your, your theology, don't leave the church. <laughs> study, the, study what I just said to you to see if I'm right. And if, and if you think that I'm wrong, come and talk to me. But just don't get up and leave. Come and say, preacher, I, I, I don't know about it. Just come and talk to me and we'll talk about it. And you tell me if I'm wrong because I'm going to show you the scriptures to back up everything that I say. But, but, but we can't allow our emotions to make us wrong. Because emotions can get you in trouble. Don't you get it? Wait, wait. Husbands and wives, when you get all in your feelings, don't you start saying things that you later on say, nah, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> Y'all don't want to agree with me? I've been married for a little bit, so you, you can't fool me. We get in our feelings and we say some things that later on when we back in our right mind, we say, Oh, and then our pride don't let us go say, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't mess with the preacher this morning. Then your pride get in the way and you don't even go and says, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I got all emotional trying to defend my way, trying to tell it my way, trying to make it work my way. And that, that's not what marriage is about. Marriage is not about who wins the, 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 the fight, who wins the argument. That's, what not, that's not what marriage is about. Marriage is about two people working together, understanding each other, and loving each other, preferring the one over the other. You prefer your wife over, over yourself, and your wife prefer her, you over herself. That, that's just how marriage works. But this ain't no marriage class. Who is the invisible? He is who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things made, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether there be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So Jesus Christ is our Father. Jesus Christ is our father because he's almighty God manifest in flesh. The Lord Jesus is the father of all, but he has given us the choice as to whether we will allow him to father us. It's up to us if we allow the Lord to father us. Uh-huh. 
all of us have had the natural father, and we can choose if we want our natural father to father us or not. But for Jesus, we don't need to forsake him because he will never forsake us. For Jesus, we need to trust him because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We need to trust God to be our heavenly father. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He knows our needs before we can even recognize them. He will love us and nurture us and protect us and provide for us. And guess what? He has a royal inheritance for us. If you will submit to him and allow him to be your father, he will. But if you resist or ignore him as your father, he cannot care for you as does as he does for the others that submit to him. So sometimes what's going on is some have decided I'm going to obey my father. I'm going to submit to my father. I'm going to do what my father say do. And so they're experiencing abundant life. And then others are saying, yeah, 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 whatever. Let me do my thing. However I feel is how I will work. And that's what some of us are doing. And there's a difference when you are living on your own or you're living under subjection and submission of your heavenly father. The kingdom of God is about God's power, God's rulership, God's authority, and God's plan. When we enter God's kingdom, we submit to his power and rulership and authority and plan. Listen to me. This is very important for those of you that are not yet born again. To enter the kingdom of God, we must be born again. To enter the kingdom of God, we must be born again. I made the statement this morning uh, that... In, in order to be part of the royal family and to lead in the royal family, you have to be born into the royal family. Well, in order to be a part of the royal family of God, you got to be born into it. Isn't it interesting that you got to be born in the royal family, the natural royal family, to, 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 to be in leadership? Well, guess what? For the Lord, in order to be a part of his kingdom, you got to be born again into the kingdom of God. So if you're not born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. We must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. And the king is the ruler in the kingdom. The king is the ruler of the kingdom. Now, you ready for this one? This should make you just run around. Not only is the king the ruler of the kingdom when you enter it, but the king is your father as well. He is not just the king and you are just at a, at a disadvantage because you don't know him. He is the king of the kingdom and he's also your father. Can you imagine you got a father that's a king? Can you imagine you got a father that's a king? Well, that's what our God is. He is the king of kings, but he's also our father. I'm, a, I'm ready closing. Y'all not ready for this yet. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Oh, church, when are we going to get to the place that we realize we're royalty? We like to talk about the kings and the queens over in England, but nothing beats the king of kings and nothing beats the kingdom of God. That's who we are. We are priests. We are royalty, and we need to embrace it. We got to embrace who we are. We got to embrace who we are. 
I think we're missing out on embracing who we are as children of God. God being our father, we need to embrace who we are, church. You are royalty. Your daddy is royalty, which makes you royalty. We got to act like that. You know, we're always paying attention to what's going on over there in the in, in the British Kingdom, and you know, you know, the other day when Prince Harry got married to Meghan, we looking, oh, what's going on? I said this morning that it, it's just interesting how they did things. Here is something very interesting: Harry getting ready to get married, and he put on a uniform like he was going to battle, but he was getting married. So can I just mess with y'all real quick? If that's the natural kingdom, what's up with the spiritual kingdom? Eh. We're we, we not going to get dressed right. We're not going to get dressed right. We're not going to walk around like royalty. Huh? As a matter of fact, I don't know if you know this. They talked about Megan a little bit. Remember, Megan ain't born into their family. And she came out one day and the sleeves on her dress was a little short and they talked about Megan. They talked about Megan. I'm just telling you how we go. Because I don't know why we as children of God don't realize we're royalty and we need to dress like royalty. We need to look like royalty. And our royalty is greater than their royalty. And we're worried about, well, well, I, I, why do we need to blend in and look like everybody else in the world? They're not royalty. We're royalty. It's not until they become born again that they become royalty. What am I missing? Did I miss something? Am I saying something crazy? Yeah, they give Megan a hard time. Because Megan tried to bring new school into the old school. And you know the main one probably, she dead now. That was the one that like, oh girl, you ain't coming up in here like that. This place been royalty for a long time. And, and guess what? Guess what? Oh man, y'all got me going someplace else. Guess what? And they had to move out of England. You seeing all this? They had to move out of England because they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Y'all getting this? That's interesting. I never thought about this till now. They had to move out of a whole country because they said, some of it is cool, but we ain't trying to do all of that. Let me move on and finish up my point that I'm going to say so we can close. Because, 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 you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, that's interesting. That's interesting. Girl ain't want to convert to their, their, their way of being. She started towing the line. And the big boss lady was like, you ain't towing no line. You either be like us or you just can't be like us. The big boss lady called a shot on her, and, and, and Harry, you know, he got to protect his bride, which God bless him, I, I don't blame him. Got to protect the bride. So he said, come on, bride, we ain't staying in this place because they ain't letting us be who we are. They ain't trying to let us live the way we want to live. That's the kingdom of this world. Think about the kingdom of God. I'm making this point for a point. 
that we will get to the place that we understand what this kingdom that we're in represents. And we don't bow to nothing. And we don't submit to nothing but the almighty God, the king of kings. We cannot allow the things of this world to affect and impact the kingdom of God. God's kingdom stand by itself. God's kingdom stand alone. And what the king says, he's the shot caller. He says that's what goes. We can't be worried about it. And if we don't like it, then guess what? We can go. We can go. That's why a lot of people have backslid out the church. Why? Because they have decided that I, I, I just can't do all of that. Okay. Okay. So let me let me close with this. Let me show you um, how we're missing it. So I said all that to say this. Luke chapter 12. Watch this. Luke chapter 12. You heard what I just said. Don't miss all the stuff I just said. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You're fighting against what belongs to you. You're rebelling against what belongs to you. The kingdom is yours and you're fighting you're trying to do some other things. And God is saying, no, this is yours, and I need you to preserve it. I need you to work with me so we can preserve it and keep it going because not just you but so many others are going to be a part of this kingdom. The kingdom is yours, and you need to preserve it. So the kingdom is not just, oh, it's God's kingdom, and we're just serving God. You missed it. It's God's kingdom that he is keeping and building up for us. Stand. I went, I went to go see my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law owns a little, uh, I guess you can call it a, a mini supermarket um, in Irvington, New Jersey. And I was there Friday evening. And while I was there at the supermarket, the mini supermarket, his daughters, he's, he's got four daughters, but three of his daughters um, work with him in the supermarket. They operate everything. And it was getting late, and they closed up. And so the girls did their part. My brother-in-law, he normally stays back a little longer. And so the girls did what they were supposed to do, and they were leaving out. And as they were leaving out, uh, one of his daughters looked back and, and says, Dad, we're leaving. And he smiles and says, you know what? And she said, what, Dad? He says, I'm going to give you all pink slips tomorrow. She looked at him. She had on her mask. And she pulled down her mask and smiled and says, no, you won't. And she walked out, and they went home. He turned to me after that and said, she's so smart. She, she knows I can't give them pink slips. He said to me, he says, I'm doing all of this for Jim. He has sent two daughters already through college, and these are his last two that just went to college. And he says, I'm doing all of this for them. This is theirs. God had given me the message to preach already, and I just smile in my mind. Because they're in there every chance they get while they're still going to school. All of them went to school and still um, operate the store. And they're in there every chance they get, and they're doing all this stuff but it's theirs. And whether he turn it over right now or later, or whatever the case may be, it's theirs. They're not in there working because they're just slaving because this is their way of earning a living. No, this is theirs. 
And so all that he's doing, it's theirs. Everything that he's doing in the store, it's for them. Their education gets from, comes from that store. Their, their, their future is in that store. All of it is for them. And I just smile and says, here's my message in a nutshell. This is my message in a nutshell, that we have a royal inheritance. When you hear about the kingdom of God, it's not just the kingdom that we're labor in. It's not just the kingdom that we're supposed to be a certain way. No, it's ours. And God is teaching us and, and, and training us how we need to live in our kingdom, how we need to operate in our kingdom. It's ours. He's doing all of this. He's teaching us and training us that when the day comes, when everything is complete, we will know how to operate in what's ours. Because there's nothing like having something and don't know how to work it. And so God wants to show us how to operate in our kingdom. You want the final scripture for this? Daniel chapter 7, verse 27. I'm closing right here. This is the closure. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people. What more are you looking for? Why are we struggling and beating ourselves up and worrying about everything? What are we worrying about? What are we challenged about when really what we are supposed to do is to get into the kingdom of God, seek to understand the kingdom of God, and do what God wants us to do? What are we waiting for? What are we worrying about? There is nothing greater than the kingdom of God. To us, there is nothing greater. To this world, there is nothing greater. The kingdom of God is the greatest experience you will have of your entire life. And so we, as a people of God, supposed to realize that God has given us. It is his good pleasure. It is his good pleasure. He, he delights in giving us the kingdom. So as much as you're laboring, today we came. Some of us are in the parking lot. Some of us are doing trustee stuff. Some of us are AV. Some of us are singing. Some of us are preaching. We're doing all kinds of stuff. It's all the operation of the kingdom. But it's ours. It's ours. I say it's ours. The kingdom of God is ours. And so we need to start seeing it a different way because we have treated the kingdom for so long as it's God's business. The kingdom of God is not just God's business. The kingdom of God is our business because it's all of ours. We all inherit the kingdom of God. And so let's start to live like we are the children of God and we have a royal inheritance. And let's not worry anymore about trivial things because God will take care of all of our needs. Let's embrace the kingdom of God. Let's embrace the kingdom of God. Let's embrace it. Let's trust God for everything that he has promised us. Listen, I told you, all of our guests today, that I prayed for you to be here today. And God has brought you in. I told you we've been seeking to get that property for the longest and God has opened up the door for us to get it. 
All of these things, God is answering our prayers. Why? Because it's all about the kingdom. It has nothing to do with our personal gain. This is all about the kingdom of God. And so we need to embrace the kingdom of God. We need to embrace the kingdom of God. We need to embrace the kingdom of God. The kingdom belongs to us. Let's worship the Lord today as we close out our service today. Because the kingdom of God is yours. Somebody's not, it's not, it doesn't belong to somebody else. The kingdom of God is yours. God has chosen you before the foundation of the world to make you part of the kingdom of God. If you have never entered into the kingdom of God through being born of the water and of the spirit, today is a day where you can surrender and make God your father. Today is the day you can submit to God's authority and rulership and say, God, I want to enter your kingdom. You can't just think that you're in the kingdom without doing what is required to be in the kingdom. Come on. Talk to the Lord for a minute. Talk to the Lord for a minute. Talk to the Lord and say, God, let your word saturate my heart. God, let your word speak to my mind. Let your word touch my spirit right now that I will change my direction. And I will embrace what belongs to me. And I will trust you for all that you will do. I will not worry again. I will not worry about anything, but I will trust you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, call on the name of the Lord. Come on, call on his name today. Let there be a change that will take place in your soul and your spirit. That you will know that God has called me to the kingdom. That he can give me the kingdom. He has called me into the kingdom to give the kingdom to me. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's worship Tyra.
can we just bow our heads as we close out today? We have a God that's more than enough. We have heard the words. We have felt his presence. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And he has adopted us into royalty. We are a peculiar people, chosen generation. And we just got to keep on looking up. He has prepared a place for us. We got to remember, church, he said he would. And he has produced. And now he is sending us over to tennis court. And we got to do what we got to do. And like pastor has said, he will do what we cannot do. And there is nothing that he can't do. Let's just bow our heads. Merciful Father, we thank you and we praise you this day. Because this is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We have thanked you for those people who came in, first-time visitors today. We have thanked you for the online congregation. So, merciful Father, as we keep on looking to you to see us through, we want to keep on holding on and keep on doing what we can do and let you do the rest. We thank you and we praise you even now in Jesus' name. And let the body say, Amen. I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend. There is beauty in what I can understand. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. And I That's who we serve today. That's the one we serve today. All the miracles I've seen too good to not believe. The wonder-working God, you heal because you love. All the Just a reminder, we still have patches on scene. Too good to not believe.